All right, um, before we move into our time of singing, a couple of things that I wanted to cover. First of all, who's been paying attention to the whole hydroxychloroquine fiasco? Somewhat familiar with it? Okay, so I'm not going to get into all of that right here, right now. I'm working on, I've been talking about it some on my blog, and I'm going to be doing so on my podcast. These are the issues of the day. We want to think through them biblically, and don't be distracted by medical debate, because really the issue right now is not a medical issue, regardless of what the true answer, you know, whether or not hydroxychloroquine is a cure for coronavirus is really irrelevant at this point. The real issue is an issue of freedom and the control of dialogue in the public square. So for, for more in-depth thoughts on that, be checking out my blog and checking in my podcast. I'm trying to think through this stuff biblically, and if you're following along with me, that's stuff that we need to be able to address from Scripture. So my blog, wherethebattlerunsthick.home.blog. That's the blog. If you listen to podcasts, it's where the battle runs thick. Okay, so that if you want more on the whole hydroxychloroquine fiasco, go check it out there. I wanted to provide a little bit of scriptural backing for what Dad was saying, just to keep on the forefront of our minds the importance of having chapter and verse. For when we say things are biblical, we want to be able to give an answer to those who will ask, what do you mean it's biblical? This guy, the government told him to close down his business. Why, how in the world are you saying that it's biblical for him to defy that order? It's not like the Bible says, thou shalt run a gym. Well, no, the Bible doesn't say, thou shalt run a gym. However, the Bible does say, if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So if the government is forbidding you from providing for your family, then they are commanding you to do something which God forbids, or rather forbidding you to do something which God commands. Where's that at? That is 1 Timothy 5.8. 1 okay? Timothy 5.8. So right there, it is in Scripture. We're not just saying this is biblical because it feels freedom-ish and freedom kind of feels biblically. We're saying this is scriptural because the Bible says, you're supposed, if a man does not work, neither should he eat. Okay, That is a biblical precept that we are called to obey. So resisting a government that is not allowing you to provide for your family, and furthermore, he's a business owner. How many employees does he have? that are also now unable to provide for themselves and their families because his business is closed. He is, in a way, interposing himself between the government's regulations and his employees who need to eat, right? They need to be able to provide for their families, okay? So just some scriptural foundation for that. We want to keep remembering where how to, we want to point specifically to the Bible. We're standing on God's word. That's 1 Timothy 5 8. 1 Timothy 5 8. Micah, where is it? 1 Timothy 5 8. 1 Timothy 5 8, right. Okay? 1 Timothy 5 8, provide for your household, is a biblical precept. Now, what I wanted to get into today, however, was something that I was convicted of this week. Talking, it was Friday, working with a dear brother in Christ and having good, good fellowship and conversation, I just recently wrote my governor and senators and congressperson about this whole hydroxychloroquine and mask regulation situation. 
And I would encourage you to do the same. In fact, if you would like some copy-paste text that you can copy, paste, personalize, and send in, go to my blog. I have it on the blog so you can copy it and send it in. We, have, we really have no excuse. We are not only blessed to live in the most clearly representative government in the history of the world, we also live in the internet age. So it takes you literally about five minutes to Google, okay, who's my representative? Okay, where's their website? And then contact me and you fill in the form and you send it in. We really have no excuse for not... The prophets used to have to walk to the castle to say, thus saith the Lord. You can do it from the comfort of your living room. So, shame on us if we're not doing so. And that's what I was really convicted about as I, I make a fuss about this issue that is... It's in my face, personally, literally. They want it to be on my face. Um, and I, I'm, it, I am motivated by that. I'm going to... I'm going to contact people. I'm going to make a fuss. Meanwhile, nationally, babies have been murdered by the millions for 40 years now. And how much fuss have I made over that? Nationally, sexual perversion is now given the title of marriage across the culture. How much fuss have I made about that? Nationally, children are being indoctrinated in public schools that there is no God. You're a product of chance. Your life has no meaning. There is nothing that governs your reality. And how much fuss have I made about that? Nationally, people are being robbed blind by taxation, currency manipulation, inflation, all the other Asians. How much of a fuss have I made about that? Now, what is the, the goal here is not for us to, to go into a guilt hole and mope for the next few days about our failures. However, I want to I start here with Isaiah chapter 1. And I talked about this last week. But Isaiah chapter 1, what does it say? The Lord says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Oh, let me back up. To verse 14, I hate your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. So when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. Yes, even though you multiply prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are covered with blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from my sight. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Reprove the ruthless. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Okay, so, seek justice. When a Christian baker is losing his shirt because he's standing on his convictions, is that justice? No. Where is the church? Across the nation. We got people on Facebook sharing stuff because they're upset. But where is the church? This stuff wouldn't be happening if the, I mean, what's the percentage? America, I don't know the latest statistic, but we all know it's, we're a majority evangelical Christian nation. Okay, well, if we're really a majority evangelical Christian nation, where has the church been? Reprove the ruthless. Is murdering infants in the womb ruthless? Defines ruthless pretty well. Where's the church? Where has the church been in reproving the ruthless? Defend the orphan. I think those babies in the womb count as orphans needing defense. 
plead for the widow, the widow who is losing her house due to imminent domain, the house that you know, she and her husband planned to grow old in, and then her husband died, and now the government's taking it so the new highway can come through. Okay? This is practical stuff. Where is the church? Where are we? It is good and right for us to be standing up now. But what I am convicted of and repenting of is that I waited so long. And that's not to say, I, I know, yeah, I've shared petitions, I've signed things, I've, I've, I've written in before, yeah. And I'm sure we all have, and that's good. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not out to just like guilt bludgeon us all because we're, we're failures. No, Romans 8, if you're in Christ, there's no condemnation, praise the Lord. So you follow the Lord as He reveals to you what He wants you to do, and you repent of your sins as He reveals to you the sins in your life. That said, we can't hide behind that. We've got to acknowledge judgment starts in the house of God. And we are only here today where people are burning stacks of Bibles, literally, yep. as part of their protests, because the church has not been applying those Bibles to the world around us. It starts with us. We are the pillar and support of the truth. Which means if truth is in decay in the streets, we can't just blame the world. We can't just say it's the Marxists and it's the feminists. And if it weren't for them, everything would be great. That's not how this works. This is the light. When the light goes out, you don't blame the darkness in the room for the fact that the room is dark. That's what happens when the light goes out. So where is the church? Where have I been? Where have you been? Why haven't we been? Babies are being murdered. Do you, do you really feel that? God says, your hands are covered with blood. That's America. Our hands are covered with blood. And it is our duty to be saying, thus saith the Lord. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, remove the log from your own eye first. And we're living in the midst of such judgment and cultural insanity that it's easy to see a lot of specks out there. And they are specks. But you know what? Those people are lost. They don't, they don't know Christ. They're, they are doing what sinners do. We have the word. We start with ourselves. We start with the log in our own eye. What does Isaiah say in Isaiah chapter 6? He comes before the Holy One and he says, Woe is me. I am undone. I... I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. But it starts with me. And if I am really coming face to face with God, then I am going to be broken over my sin first. I'm going to repent of my sin first. And I'm going to do my duty first. And I'm not going to hide behind the fact that it's the brokenness in the world that's so messed up. Yeah, yeah it is. That's the point. That's what we're here for. In Ezekiel, chapter 30-something, 33 is the one I'm thinking of. And the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the sons of your people, and say to them, If I bring a sword upon a land, and the people of the land take one man from among them, and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming upon the land, 
and he blows on the trumpet and warns the people. Then he who hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, and a sword comes and takes him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet but did not take warning, his blood will be on himself. But had he taken warning, he would have delivered his, his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and a sword comes and takes a person from them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require from the watchman's hand. Now as for you, son of man, I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel, so you will hear a message from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require from your hand. But if you on your part warn a wicked man to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he will die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your life. The church is the watchman. There is no other watchman. We must be faithful watchmen. And if God's judgment is going to fall, and if the wicked are going to perish in their wickedness, let it not be because the people of God were so comfortable going to church every week and then going home and getting on with their comfy little lives that we never got out in the streets and said, Thus saith the Lord. So I repent. I want to be faithful. I want to stand before God a faithful watchman. Whether or not the city burns down, by God's grace, it's not going to be because I wasn't up there shouting. It's coming. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is our job. Rise up, O church of God.